Hello, lovelies. Welcome to the Fat Joy Podcast, where we talk each week about how to flourish in an anti-fat world. I'm Sophia, a fat person and professional coach who loves talking to other fat people about what it's like to live within oppressive systems that marginalize our bodies and how we still dare to have the audacity and courage to reach towards our collective liberation and embrace our joy. Please know this is an adult content podcast, so there will be swears, we will be talking about harms we've experienced, and we will be rebelling against diet culture, anti-fatness, ableism, racism, etc. If you'd like to support the Fat Joy podcast and get bonus content as a thank you, please check us out at patreon.com fatjoy. I am so glad you're here with us. Enjoy. Hello, lovelies. Welcome back to the Fat Joy podcast. I am here with Carissa Grace. Hi, Carissa. Hi, how are you? I'm doing so well, and I'm so excited to talk to you. I've been following you on social. I feel like my listeners hear this all the time, but I'm like, so I found you on Instagram, and I love your content, and... I feel like that's where we find we all find each other. I think so too. Especially I would say like fat people, fat community, fat joyful community, fat fashion, which you do, which we'll talk about. And so I'm I have like I was telling you before we start recording, I have a list of things that I've seen on your socials that I want to talk to you about, but I didn't tell you what they were. So I know I'm really excited. We'll see what it is. I think I'll be okay to answer everything. So I totally think so. Totally think so. (laughs) Um, So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about who you are? Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on. I really, really appreciate it. Um. And okay, so my name is Carissa Grace, uh, the, um, I guess, purveyor of Be Your Joy. <laughs> um, Be Your it's Joy. It's such a great name, too. Be Your Joy. I know. You know what? Okay, so Be Your Joy, actually. Um, so I'll just kind of say, so I'm a body positive, fat uh, content creator on Instagram and on TikTok. Um I started about six years ago. Be Your Joy actually just had its sixth birthday. Um, When I started, um, it kind of came, it was an idea a few months before I even started. And I was just in a really good place in my life. And I, after a huge life change that I had gone through, and I wanted to share I, I was having a lot of conversations with people telling me like that they wish they were as, co- as confident as me and like where did I find confidence from and so I just was like you know what I need to share this online and like it kind of be a journal for me but also be a way for me to share my journey and what I went through to get to this place of feeling good in my plus size body and as a woman in general and the name be your joy actually came uh my from one of my best friends nina she's i talk about her a lot in my stories and we're always together and i was like okay what are what i I, like she's just really good at naming things and i was like we were talking throwing names around she was like what about be your joy and i was like that is perfect because the whole thing is about finding confidence and finding joy within yourself and not from exterior factors. Um, I think that things on the outside can always go, but you always have yourself and you need to be able to draw joy from yourself 
by yourself in order to be really happy because thing, things can always go that are around you. And if that's the thing you're counting on for your all your happiness, then it can be taken away from you. And I think that was a big thing for me. I didn't ever want my joy and my confidence to be taken away from me again like it had been in the past. Yeah, because it's like it's fragile if we don't do it from inside of ourselves. Yeah, and if you you rely on on other things like money or material things or a job or a person, a relationship, and those things don't work out, you can also be willing to compromise yourself to keep that thing with you. And I know I did that a lot in relationships. So that was sort of what led me to my self-love journey, um, feeling kind of lost as a person and um, finding myself along the way. So it just was like, uh, you have to be able to find that inside of you because it just, they're like, other, everything else can leave. Yeah, it's so true. And I think a lot about that also with like worthiness, like not only joy and happiness and contentment, but like a belief in my own worthiness has to come from within too. Like, yeah, like it can't be because of something, someone giving you something. Like you can't be determined on someone else deciding you're worthy or you achieving a comp- an accomplishment to be like, oh, now I'm worthwhile. You know, it has to be from inside. Yeah. Oh, it's funny you say that. That's such a hard one for me. I totally base a lot of, and I'm, and I know it, like I know it, but I base a lot of my self-worth on like, how great do people think I am? How much they love me? Like, ah, and I'm constantly working on it. So it's not easy. Are you a Scorpio too? No, I'm a Gemini, but (laughs) I think I got some fire in me. I do. That's, that's a big thing for me too. Like I get a lot of like, like satisfaction from other people's approval and I try not to but like it's you know with I try to make it so that it's from people who are valuable to me because they put an effort into me yeah not from not from strangers <laughs> yeah I remember reading or hearing I forget how I heard it but Brene Brown who is you probably have heard of who's fantastic so I remember her saying the people's opinions who she cares about she literally writes on a one inch by one inch piece of paper and that's it. And she keeps that piece of paper like in her purse. And so whenever people are like sharing their opinions, she really is like, you know what? The only people I care about is the people whose name is are written on this one inch by one inch piece of paper. I think that's probably why I keep um, like a lot of birthday cards because it's like when notes from people because, you know, the people that really matter in your life, they're the ones that like you should care that I care about their opinions. Yeah. 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 So interesting, which is, I have to say is <laughs> it's also something I want to talk to you about because you're so public online, which is filled with opinions and trolls and good opinions and bad opinions. So we'll, I definitely want to talk about that. But before we go there, I want to connect to your relationship, your journey with the word fat. Cause I love that people are like, how do you have so much confidence? And people are always asking, how do we build confidence? And I think that a lot of people say that's like a backhanded compliment, like where they're like, they're like, well, why should you be confident? And I don't know. I think that I guess it can be from the way it's delivered, 
But I think there's a lot of people that genuinely just want to feel good. And as women, especially, we're told that we shouldn't. Um, and they just want to be, everyone just wants to be happy. Like, so I don't have an issue with people asking me that. Yeah. I never thought about it the backhanded way, but yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of discussion about it online where it's like, if someone says, oh, how did you get so confident? Like, as if you don't deserve to be confident. It's like accusatory. Yeah. And I think that like, like, as if like, oh, like you shouldn't feel good because you're fat or you're whatever. Like it's, but I don't know. It depends on who's saying it, I guess, and like the context of the situation. But my relationship with the word fat, I feel like there's so much pain behind it for a lot of people. When I was a kid, um, you know, that felt like the worst thing that you could be called. And I do have like, um, it's, I don't know how to, okay, so I have a bit of a different perspective because I know a lot of people like grew up fat their whole lives. Like I wasn't a particularly fat, um, kid until I kind of hit puberty. Um, and, but my mom was plus size. And so a lot of kids made fun of me. Um, I just was like, oh my God, like I would get really upset and, you know, like I would get really mad at them because I'm like, don't talk about my mom like that. No, you don't. Um, but it just kind of felt like this, like, oh, that's the worst thing that you can be called. And I feel like I sort of like when I hit my hip puberty and I got boobs like overnight and then I ever, people start calling me fat, but I look at pictures now and I'm like, girl, like what? Um, but I big boobs. And so I remember like be th- sitting there and thinking about someone calling me fat. Cause it was like, like, Oh my God. Um, I was in gym class actually with one of my friends and we, we were playing badminton against two other girls and there was boys sitting on the bench and they were calling us the F and F team against the S team. And we knew they meant fat and skinny. And it both, it got us so upset. Like we ended up crying and going and ratting on them to the principal. (laughs) Oh, yay you for ratting on them. Yeah, they deserved it. And um, I remember thinking about it after and thinking to myself, like, how boring. Like, that's the worst thing that you can call me. Like, how unoriginal. You know what I mean? Like, it's so boring. Like, you're going to call me that's the best you can come up with. Um, Because to me, like, it's so... It's so like, it's so boring. It's so overplayed. It's like, oh, okay, you're, you don't like someone, so you're going to call them fat. And it, to me, became this thing that was like, can't you come up with anything better to say? Your small, little, tiny brain can't come up with something better. Um, so I kind of had that relationship with it for a long time, but I also didn't want anyone to consider me fat. So, you know, like I went through all the things in high school. Like I remember there's a few days where like all I ate was like soup broth and I was like really weak feeling and my mom had to sit me down. Like luckily these things only lasted a few days for me until I got into my 20s. And then I, when I was in my 20s, I lost, like I went on Weight Watchers because I was like, I wanted a guy to like me. And 
I lost 50 pounds and he did like me then. And, but I was so depressed and I don't think I was depressed necessarily because of the weight loss. I had a, like a kind of a breakdown in my mid twenties also. Um, so I did lose weight and I was still so unhappy and I became really obsessive. Like I became so obsessive about weighing myself. Like I didn't even realize how obsessive and like disordered it was until a few years ago, even because I was like moving and I found my scale and I weighed myself and I was like so upset with the number that was on the, the scale. And I was like, I used to weigh myself like five or six times a day, like when I was dieting and be like, oh my God, okay, I'm half a pet. Like, oh no, I'm up. Like, obviously you fluctuate during the day. So I just kind of like decided to take the word fat. And just like I thought when I was younger that like, that's really what the best that you can do is call me fat. And if you just accept it as a descriptor of your body and not of who you are, it takes away all the power from the person saying it to you. And to me, that is the biggest, like, screw you to anyone because the thing is, is when someone calls you that or calls you any kind of name, they want a reaction. They want you to feel bad about yourself. And if you don't, if you just are like, okay, so, then it takes all their power away. And to me, that's the most satisfying sort of revenge on someone. I said I was a Scorpio. I love that. But it's just like me getting one over on them. It's like, oh, that doesn't bother me. I know I'm fat. Like I have a mirror. <laughs> and, you know, kind of going back to that same thought that I had when I was younger is like, that's the worst thing that you can say about me. Like, you know, and that's kind of been my relationship with it. And like, I also like say, I, I think it's a good tool as well to help other people understand that it's not an insult is that like I call myself fat and not in a degrading way, but I'm like, oh I'm, yeah, like like oh it's the fat girl, like or whatever. I don't I can't think of a way to say it. Like, but you know, when and people like, oh no, you're not, it's like it's okay. Like fat is not a bad word. And then I think it destigmatizes things for other people who are having those feelings about themselves as well. It does. And it also like invites uh, people to think differently about the word fat, which is like I mean, it's kind of like you're in constant advocate mode, but, or activist mode, but that is, that is part of it. I think sometimes of owning the word. I think I was always made to kind of be like that. I have always been sort of argumentative and. You're Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. Like argumentative, uh, like with fam, like debating with my, my family about different things. And I just, you know, I just. I oh, I have a strong sense of justice, I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> and like, what's right, so. So Carissa, when it came to creating Be Your Joy, what what had you decide to start it six years ago? And also, I have to just read out what your little, your tagline is. I don't know if this has been your tagline for six years, but. No, it hasn't. It's new. It's newish. It's been around for like a year or two. Oh my God, I love it. Because what it says now is a fat bitch doing hot girl shit. And I just love 
it's just so sassy and so like empowered and funny. I feel like it really encapsulates my like personality. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get started with becoming a digital content creator? So when I was in my late 20s, I know I look younger than I am. Um, I went through like a gigantic change in my life. Everything was sort of turned upside down. I got out of a relationship that I was realized had taken a lot from me. I felt deeply unhappy. Um, I had to, like, I thought my life was going on one track, like that, I, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh no, we're doing this other thing. Um, so I had to like move out of where I lived, um, left a relationship, like had to start over basically. Like, and when you're in your late twenties, especially as a woman and you feel like, you know, you're going to soon like get married or have kids or whatever. And then that's like, no, we're not doing that anymore. Um, it's a gigantic change. And I left that situation feeling devastated and feeling like I didn't know who I was anymore. So I spent the next, so I, I moved back with my parents for like three months <laughs> until I found another apartment. It was fine. It was, you know, it was good because my, my nephew was only like six months old at the time. He was living with my parents as well with my sister. So we got to spend a lot of time together. And now he's, now he's like eight years old and we're like, he's just, I love being an aunt. It's the best thing ever. But um, no, it was good. And it allowed me time to like save up money. And then me and my best friend got an apartment together um, back in Toronto. I was already living in like Toronto. And then I went back to my parents and then came back to Toronto um, and I spent like the good part of the next two years, the first summer I was like, I'm doing everything that's going to make me happy. Like everything I'm going to do. I bought my first bikini. I, um, at Pennington's, I love it. And I think I still have it actually. And I was just, I just want to enjoy my life. Um, there's this, quote from the office that Dwight says in one of the episodes where he says nothing is on my horizon except for everything oh that's an impressive Dwight quote right <laughs> and I just started my life again thinking that like I had every possible every possibility was open to me my life could be whatever it was I didn't have someone like waiting for me at home like I was single I was living in the city with my best friend and I just wanted to have fun. Another one of my best friends was like every weekend because I was living with my parents. She's like, every weekend you're going to come stay at my place so we can all hang out. And, you know, everyone was just really like rallied around me and supported me. And I spent that whole like chunk of time just dating and, um, and just trying to enjoy my life and figure out who I was. Was it hard? I'm like, because I've had moments like that too. I've had my life like completely fall out from underneath me, I think probably five or six times now. And every time it, that question of like, okay, but, but who am I now? It's a, it's really hard. Cause like, you almost have to like peel back layers and like, where, where am I? I'm like digging through my, like to my soul. Right. And I, I found that like I had taken so much of myself away because I was trying to be this person for the other for the other person in the relationship. I was really 
trying to like not be too loud and be appropriate and like you know not rock the boat too much um because i don't know if you noticed but i don't have like the the shyest personality <laughs> so were you always too much you were too much i was yeah. too much i was t- i was i've been too much for like a lot of people um and so i found like i would try to like dull it down and I would always like, call it like chameleon like I would like chameleon myself like I would kind of morph into what other people wanted so then I was like but who am I right and I didn't want like I didn't want fights and so like I just like uh, like I just felt so uneasy and I just wanted to figure out who I was and like what I and do everything that I want to do I didn't care about like you know what people thought of me and I like was was plus size like I've been plus size like most of my life um and that was always like okay well you know like I gotta get like a good body so that like people like I was just like I don't want to do that I don't want to I don't want to change who I am for someone else I want to be myself and so I sort of like started following some other like plus size creators on Instagram and sort of heard about body positivity. And I was like, what's this all about? And, oh, we can like be fat and also have fun and look stylish and like have a good time and not have that be the most important thing about us. Like that's... When you look back now, like... Because I, I remember that being like th- one of the biggest revelations of my life. And now and I'm like, now I look back and it's like, oh, of course. But at the time, like that was so huge. Yeah. And I, it was like when Ashley Graham was on Sports Illustrated, the front cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. I have that magazine. Or Tess Holiday on Cosmo. Like just oh. like I'm like these people. And so I just was like, fuck it. I don't want to change like my body. I'm sick of having this like, okay, like I'm going to start this diet and like, I'm going to like lose some weight. I was so sick of that cycle. And I was just like, I want to be like these women. Like I'm beautiful the way that I am and I don't need to change. And so I just like, Start, like and I've always and I, I think I've been more usually more of a confident person typically like I find that if you like hold your head up and you just don't you ignore like you kind of have tunnel vision ignore people around you and just walk through somewhere like I'm here I've arrived and people respond to that and it really is like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. So if you act like you're confident, you will eventually feel confident. Like, I guarantee it. Because it's just that like, you have like, you're. it's not an overnight thing. It's like, you have to be like, oh, yeah, look at these women, like, look at them living their best life. Like, she looks amazing. Like, I look amazing. Let's do this. Um, and so I started just following a lot more like plus size creators, which is something I often, my biggest piece of advice to people is to curate your Instagram feed to be things that make you feel good. So it was just, yeah, like I, it was like my life, like, like came to a screeching halt. And then I was like, okay, you are in charge of the rest of your life. 
and how what it's going to look like. And so you have to, um, you have to do this. You have to figure out what's going to make you happy, and you have to. And I was finding things that made me happy with, like that I had that were part of me, and having things in my life that were worthwhile, and stop relying on out like a relationship. Because I think that was the main thing is like, I don't want to rely on a relationship to make me happy because I want to be in love and find that love. But I want it to be, I don't want anyone to take away my power and to take away who I am again. Yeah. It's like complimentary as opposed to like taking. Yeah. I just didn't want anyone to ever make me feel small. I didn't want anyone to make me feel like I wasn't worthwhile unless I was one certain way or another certain way. I didn't want that ever to happen again. And that was like the catalyst. I was like, I'm never, I have, I'm in charge of my life and what it's going to look like. And I don't want anyone to ever take this away from me again. Yeah. That's beautiful. When you were going through that process where you were trying to like rediscover who you were and what you liked did you have any surprises like I always do you know what I always think of is it that movie is it's not the best movie um but Runaway Bride with um what's her name Julia Roberts where she always like like her favorite type of eggs are the eggs of whoever the guy she's with and then when she's on her own she's like oh I like my eggs this way like I found I had lots of discoveries like that where I was like oh Actually, what I like the most is blah, 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 blah. Did you have like any of those kinds of? I think the biggest thing for me that I've discovered over the last like six years is that I'm really okay with being alone more than I thought that I was. I really um, was afraid to be alone. I was afraid to live alone. Um, And that's why I moved in with a friend because... Um, I didn't want to, I was afraid to be alone. I was like, that's so like scary. Just be on your own and just sit there with your thoughts. Like, you know, and I still am a person who's very much an extrovert and like, but I do appreciate having my own time and my own space, which I didn't realize before. I think that was like the biggest thing that I could do that, that I could be on my own. That's huge. Yeah. I bet I imagine a lot of people listening can relate to that. It's really scary. Like you're like, okay, well, what am I going to do now if I'm here by myself? Um, and I'm like, anything I want. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the anything thing. I freaking want. Like it's glorious. <laughs> I find that I don't like someone like checking up on me all the time. I don't like that. Like the, just those kind of things that, like that you're like, I don't want to tell people where I am. Like, that's my business. <laughs> Although I'm always sharing online so that my parents, you know, they can see. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, okay. So a fat bitch doing hot girl shit. What kind of hot girl shit do you do? And how can we join? Because you posted some things where I'm like, I think there's one I commented. You were with all your girlfriends. I'm like, I want to come to Galentine's Day. You guys looked all like you were having so much fun. Yeah. So like to me, hot girl shit is doing whatever the fuck you want all the time. Obviously, we need to take care of our responsibilities. Like, you know, I don't always want to like clean and do the dishes. But (laughs) hot girl shit is about like to me is like... I live my life to the fullest. To me, the most important thing is being happy and having fun. I don't like to take myself too seriously. I'm okay looking silly, having fun, 
you know, drinking too much wine sometimes. Like I just, I have, I am very, very lucky to have a such a great group of girlfriends. I know that's something with a lot of people struggle with. I get a lot of messages about it. Um, and being around like positive female energy really like revs me up. It just like, it's like, it's so, it fills my cup. You know what I mean? Like, and I love to like boost other people up. I, uh, my friend, my best friend, Nina, like I told you, she's a professional photographer and, um, she does boudoir days sometimes and like people come and get their hair and makeup done. And like, I hang out with them and like, kind of like, um, like pump them up. Yeah. You're like the, the warmer you warm them up. Yeah. I love that. I love like helping other people feel good. It is honestly the biggest, like to me, like I don't really care about stuff. And I always say, this is a quote that I always say is that I don't collect things. I collect memories. And to me, it's just that life is about experiences. It's about spending as much time as you can with the people that you love and just having a freaking good time. Like just letting go of nonsense and just having a good time and just having people around you that like love you because people who don't care about you and who judge you and make you feel bad about yourself, like goodbye. Like, I'm sorry. Like we need to put up a boundary. Like you are not welcome here. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You're not. Uh -uh. <laughs> so it's just about like making memories, especially after COVID. Right. We spent like two and a half, three years, whatever cooped up in our houses, not being able to like, I remember during like the first like lockdown, like, and we've had so many lockdowns in Canada, the, you know, like not being able to do things and like taking that away made me be like, why did I say no to things? Why did I not like, why did I say no to that vacation? Because it was too much money. Like, okay, but like you can make more money, but you know, just like, or, oh, I didn't want to drive two hours to visit that person. Like, because I wanted to stay at home. Like, why you just it's like it's you know like I said earlier like I have a hard time when I have plans and I'm like oh, I'm gonna have to go to them but I always do it because I'm always glad I did after yeah it's true it's true do you find like with when you kind of follow I used to do these things called desire days where I would book like a whole day off work and I would just like follow whatever my desire was in the moment Whatever your what was in the moment? Or? Whatever my desire is, like whatever I want to do, I just am like, okay, I'm just going to do that. Do you find when you're kind of like following your happiness and doing the things that you want to and not, not getting stopped by anything, do you still have those voices that show up like about related to body stuff? Like, oh, okay, if I do that, then... I need to think about this. Like, I'm just curious if those voices are still there for you. I don't, not really. Like, I don't know. I think, I don't know if you think, like, you just think about, like, I'm doing this for me and because it makes me feel good, then I just stopped caring about it. Like, there are some things, like, you know, if you're at a restaurant and you're, like, looking on the menu and, you see, and you're like, oh, I really want the fries, but you're like, I should get a salad. I just, 
like whenever I do feel like that, sometimes I do. I'm just like life short, like get what you want, you know? Yeah. So you notice it, which is great. You notice it. And yeah, then you're like, and I do, I do obviously those thoughts come in, you know, like there's times where like, you know, we're, um, uh, in, a, especially like in a city, like, there when you go to a restaurant or you go to a baseball game and the seat is so small toronto's not a super fat friendly city <laughs> no and like especially the rogers center and i love the blue jays but like i leave there with like bruises on my thighs um and it's so obvious that you don't fit um, and that it feels like, oh, I'm not meant to be in the space. But then you look at everyone around you and everyone's sitting like this. Yeah. It's like on an airplane, everyone's squished. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like, so what? You know, I like, what am I going to do? Am I going to make my whole life upset and worrying about what every single thing I eat? So that for what? So that someone else won't think that like, oh, she got fries. If somebody is thinking that, they need to get a life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so why are we doing all this stuff? Are we doing it because it's actually like good for us? Or are we doing it because we don't want judgment from other people? And if people are judging you, why are they judging you? You know, I had a discussion with someone actually today talking about how when there's trolls online that people get so I feel like people get so upset because they've been told their whole life that skinny is healthy and fat is unhealthy and like thin is beautiful and fat is ugly and when they see someone online living their life and being like that's stupid they're like brain, like short wires. They're like, they're like, Ugh. I know they get really pissed off. Like, how dare you? How dare you? Like, how dare you feel good about yourself when I'm sitting over here always feeling bad about myself instead of being like, hey, you should join the party because it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, you know? And so like I, I, and I, and you know, like I go with my girlfriends and, and they'll be like, oh, should really get this and I'm like it's just a cookie you're not burning down an orphanage like it's really like think about things in the grand scheme like I'm a big picture person it's like in the grand scheme of things this one thing is that really making a difference like it's like that you're gonna get some joy and some happiness and like what's the worst that could happen yeah exactly well and so do you get a lot of trolls like do you have a lot of people making comments on your content um, you know what? I would say that I get off a lot easier than some other people. Some of my friends online get a lot, especially like as your content gets pushed out more and more like to a wider audience. Um, I get a lot on my what I eat in a day videos. I was, I'm going to ask about those for sure. Those yeah. videos are an electric rod for hate. They're so interesting. So can you describe what it is for people who haven't seen it? So um, what I eat in a day videos are basically that me sharing what I eat in a day. Um, and every day is different, obviously. That, like, 
that's other wild thing is people are like, there's no way you eat that every single day. Well, no, not every day you eat the exact same thing. That's wild to think that. <laughs> well, and what I love about the videos, and I think I, I think I posted this online today because I was like, I'm talking to you to Carissa because I shared your latest, what you're eating to, or what I'm eating today as a fat person video is that here's what I love. You like bring the camera really up close and you take bites of your food and you chew it and you look at the camera and you're like, I am enjoying this. And it's like pleasure. It's pure pleasure in food. And I'm struck by it every time I see these videos because, again, speaking for myself, but also speaking for a lot of people, we've been taught never to actually like pleasure with food is never, is not a thing. Food is always meant to be controlled and restricted and blah, blah, blah. So like to actually see like just someone chewing food and enjoying it. I just, I could watch you eat food all day long. Maybe I should start one of those like only fans. Or- I know I was going to say, I'm like, this might be like, is this like a kink? I don't know. But like, it's just because it's just shows it goes against what we're taught by anti-fatness, by diet culture, by weight stigma. And you just are like, I am eating my food and I'm loving it. It's I, I find them so freaking joyful. I love when I drink wine and I show it. I'm just like, haha, like I'm having a drink. <laughs> well, and then at the end, I love how you do like, so you always, you have a funny, a clever way of saying it where you're like, um, you know, prevention of babies and to. And obsessive, obsessive thought and baby prevention. That's it. That's it. I love that too. When you're taking your pills. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, yeah, it's. So I started doing those because I I was inspired by other creators who were doing those videos. I am friends with Zoe Potter, um, which I'm sure a lot of people follow. Um, and I, I'd seen lots of creators making these videos before, um, but I've seen hers a lot. And I was having these discussions all the time with people in my life about how people make this assumption that if you're fat, then you must all you do is sit around and eat like eat a box of donuts every day and like no shame on you if that is what you do like live your live your fucking life do your thing but I don't like this idea that it's like oh well you made yourself like this like you're you're a bad person like well and we know it's not true right it's not true and I was having these discussions all the time with my with my friends and family just saying you know like people think that I look the way that I do because I sit and eat a whole cake by myself every single day. And, and they're like, yeah, like you eat the same that we do. And like, we look different and, you know, and I was always looking for a way to kind of demonstrate that in a post, but it's hard to like convey that without a ton of like words. And, you know, so I just, I was like, thinking of like, how can I show this? And then I saw these what I eat in a day videos and I was like, well, and a lot of them were for like nutritionists. Like, here's what I eat in a day. They were for thin people promoting thinness. Well, And I realized that. And that's another thing about curating your feed because I wasn't seeing that content because I follow mainly body positive, fat activists content. And so I don't make it a per like I don't watch these like aspirational like fitness pages and stuff like that because it's not and no shade to those people but that's just not my thing um 
And I, so I was like, I'm going to make, I like talked to Zoe too. And I was like, Hey, like, would you mind like if I started doing some of these videos too, like I've been looking for a way to like express this and people do them for all sorts of reasons. There's like, like people showing, you know, they're recovering from eating disorders or there's like people like that are like, oh, I'm because I'm like lactose free or I'm, you know, or like a, because I am trying to lose weight. Um, and so and she was like, oh, my God, of course, like I didn't invent this. Like, <laughs> go ahead. And so I started making them um, and just being like, this is what I eat. Like, I don't know. And like, surprise. I don't know what to tell you guys, like, because I get a ton of people telling me that I'm lying, that there's no way that's what I eat. And I think that's a huge problem because you see that with a lot of people who talk about healthcare and where like, they'll go to their doctor and they're like, I have a sore throat and they're like, lose weight. And then if you, you know, I know that lots of people have had to do food journals for their doctors and their doctors will be like, that's not, I don't, that's not, there's no way that that's what you eat, right? Impossible. Like it's calories in calories out right which by the way if your body is not burning as many calories then yeah you're not gonna have as many calories out well and we know that's calories in calories out is a total lie like it it's it doesn't there is no even though my gynecologist told me that recently that that's what it is and I'm looking at her and I'm like how can you say that <laughs> you're doctors and because like all of these studies were all of these studies are on men and like and white men right so like it doesn't take into consideration like a female body or like a black body like it doesn't take into any of those considerations so I just like I started posting them and I just like couldn't believe the number of people that called me a liar I thought that was very interesting because I thought like when I post my videos like I'm like having like eggs and toast in the morning and then I'm having like pasta for dinner and like you know, whatever leftovers I had, like for lunch, it's not like I'm sitting there eating salad all day. And so I'm just like, if like someone's like, oh, you're lying. I'm like, do you think that if I was lying, I'd be eating pizza? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so ridiculous. And, oh, or there's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, that's fine. Like, if you know, you want to like die when you're 40. And I'm like, well, I'm almost 40 and I feel fine. And I, my doctor says I'm healthy. So I don't know. It's all, it's all fucking weight stigma and anti-fat bias. Like it's, it's just the fact that I'm still shocked that people believe all of this stuff still so deeply. And I shouldn't be shocked because I know why, you know, we, it's pushed down our throats by diet culture and. Yeah. And it's like built, it's all like built on like a patriarchal racist, like white supremacist like system. And, you know, so it's just, um, you know, everybody like, and, and you know, I don't even want when I say to people that if you feel bad about your body or you feel this need to lose weight or diet, it's not your fault because you were raised to believe that you we've been told since the time we were born that it's unhealthy to be fat and that it's ugly to be fat. It's not like nice. And so when you're told that and everything goes into your subconscious, you're going to believe it. So it's not your fault that you think that being fat is, is wrong, but it is our jobs to unlearn that 
and to treat people with respect. Because the, the people always make this argument about, oh, well, as long as you're healthy. Well, how come health is a prerequisite for respect? That's healthism. That's like, you can't, like, that's another form of oppression. Yeah. What if someone's not healthy? Does that mean they don't deserve respect? You know, like, that's so gross and wrong. So I just like, it, like, the arguments don't make any sense. And to me, they don't bother me. Like, there's obviously days when I get things and I'm like, oh my God, it's a lot. <laughs> but yeah. um, do you delete them or respond or just leave them? I typically don't respond. And I honestly don't really need to because there's enough people that respond back to them. Nice. That like get <laughs> upset at them. And I just kind of like watch and I'm like, but it's just, um, I, I, to me, like the same thing that I said before, like, I never want to give someone my energy that doesn't deserve it. So if you write that about me, like the best thing I can do is not respond because they want a response. Yeah, true, true. So I'm not going to give it to them because I don't care. I'm over here living my life. I post a video and then that's it. And then I go about my life. I'm not sitting here being like, oh, you're horrible. Like, go get a hobby, you know? Like, I'm sorry that your life is so terrible. Like, I never in my life have I seen a video on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and been like, oh my God, I can't believe this person's doing this. Like, if I see something I don't like, I'm like, oh, why is this on my page? Get out of here. Like, and I scroll past it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, they don't understand how the algorithm works. Like, the more you comment and engage on posts, the more you're going to see them. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you did one that I really loved was about, this is what I eat as a day as a fat person, promoting obesity. And you even, like, said that in the, I was like. So I, like, have interchanged that in because everybody accuses me of promoting obesity. So I'm like, okay, well, let's do this then obviously and then people will comment they'll be that's so dangerous i can't believe you're promoting obesity and i'm like it's called sarcasm i don't know if you missed that day at school but and you know what maybe i am like i just like oh my god it's so fun i just i love like the boldness of it you know i find i get a lot of um comments a lot of the really like the worst comments i get are from older women Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, and I think that it's just because they grew up in a time, which I understand because I feel like we grew up in that same time where you're told, like, cover up, like, don't, like, make waves, don't, like, be too crazy. And they're like, no, this is how we were told to live our lives. You can't do that. And it's so sad. Like, I just want to hug them and be like, it's okay. Like, I know how people treated you. And it was wrong and it was not right. Okay. And like, I feel so sad that like you have to like live your whole life feeling bad about yourself. I just don't think that's like the way you should live. Just do hot girl shit. <laughs> just do hot girl shit. I love it. Um, I watched a video, another video that you posted that I thought was so good about it was when you had your hair and you had it like pulled back into like a low, I think it was like a low ponytail or something. And this whole, and you, you were talking about how you wanted to showcase your hairstyle that day, pulled back tight to your head because 
as a fat person, you often had thought about feeling like, oh, I have to wear my hair fluffy and big so that my head doesn't look small compared to my body. And I saw that. It's so funny. I literally watched. I was like, oh, my God, I totally did that, too. But I, I hadn't thought about it quite that way. Like I'd always used my hair because my hair used to be like down to my back. It's thick. It's curly. I would wear it almost like you said in the videos, like almost like a security blanket. But I never realized that's why I didn't like to pull it back until I watched your video. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what I was doing. There's so much um, about femininity that's tied to your hair as well where it's like it should be long and like beautiful and shiny and like um people spend so much money on worrying about their hair which you know guilty me too um but i remember like i like my hair is like shorter and i've kept it the short for quite a while like i mean a year or two now and i but i never had my hair this short because i was like like oh my god like no like people are gonna like look i'm gonna have this tiny little head and i'm like people know you're fat like you're not hiding it's the same thing when people wear like really loose clothes because they think it hides them and it's like it doesn't like you know so like wear what you want to wear if you want to wear loose clothes because you like it and it's comfortable yes love that don't wear because you think that you're hiding anything, you know? And it's the same with hair. I never wore my hair like that, like pulled back. Even when I, like, if I ever wore it up, it would always be like loose or like a messy bun, like something that looked big. Um, and I have, it's big today, but it, like, yeah, it did feel like it's like, oh, like it's not, it like, oh my God, look at my head. It looks so small compared to the rest of my body. I went from like really long to like pixie cut on purpose because I was like, I, I I don't remember when I did this. I think in my early, early 20s, maybe was the first time I cut it short. And I was like, there, why am I so attached to my hair? And I was always messing with it and fluffing it because it was curly. So it would go flat. And I, I was just always, I was preoccupied with my hair being a certain way. It's like hiding your face a little. Yes, like exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember cutting it short and it just being like shocking to everybody. And I have to say like my, I keep, mine is pretty short too now, but I, and I go back and forth between pixie and this length because I love it so short. I feel rebellious when I walk down the street with a pixie cut. I like my hair this length because I feel like it's like extra bouncy, extra sassy, like easier to style. And it's, yeah, I know. Like, I really like my shorter hair now. And I've been a few times I've seen old pictures and I'm like, oh, I should grow it back. But then I'm like, no, like, I don't know. It's kind of like fun and flirty and like. And I think that's the thing, like you get to choose and have fun with it versus feeling like, oh, I have to keep it long because my face and my body require it to be a certain length. Yeah. And because like whenever you see like a picture of like a hot woman like she like someone who society thinks is hot is like long hair like you know it's that's like the image that they that is in the media right so you know you want to have that and 
so you use it as kind of like a way to like it's kind of a distraction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like oh my hair my hair yeah my <laughs> but like it's like and I and it's still like I like having big fluffy hair like I there's nothing wrong with that either um but I was definitely didn't do pull it back ever because of it feeling like it's a security blanket yeah 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 I just I love that you made that video I thought that was real I I I imagined did you get a lot of comments about that one yeah and the thing that's wild about Instagram about social media in general that I want to say is often it's the stuff that you put the least thought into that does that like people resonate with because it's like you know you can put together this like beautiful transition with outfits or whatever people are like yeah yeah clothes clothes whatever but then it's like i'm like literally film that as i was about to leave the house and i was like i need to just like get this on film what i'm thinking about this hair right now and then i come back to it later and then like you know go through the whole bit because the whole video is like probably like five minutes long of me talking but like i you know cut like there's certain things like you know just to make it more social media friendly but it is it was just like i just filmed myself like as i was going out the door and then i was like maybe i'll post this maybe i won't and i do that a lot like i will just like even now like i've done i started doing like get ready with me videos where i just get film myself getting dressed and then i'm like okay well maybe i'll post this maybe i won't like i just like to get my thoughts out on camera and then decide later if i'm gonna post it or not usually more times than not i'll post it but i just like it's like those spur them like i feel like if you put too much thought into it it stifles like my creativity personally i'm very much a like oh i'm feeling this i gotta get it out right right it it feels like more authentic that way too to the to the viewer i imagine i just feel like i'm i'm not a super curated planner person and I'm just very much like I'm messy like <laughs> but I just um that's what feels real to me and I'm not good at like and sometimes I feel like I wrote that yesterday where I don't feel like I'm like a like good enough content creator or I'm kind of a fraud because I don't like have this whole social media strategy or like any of that stuff and I just kind of like post what I feel in the moment and I guess it resonates with some people. I was going to say it's, it's working. It's working. I don't, I don't, I didn't check how many followers you have, but I know you're quite popular. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's a testament to just like showing up fully authentically. You know, when I first started too, like, I just wanted to like help people feel good about themselves. And if I helped one person, then it was good enough. Well, I want to, I love that you mentioned the um, get ready with me videos because that was also the other thing I wanted to talk to you about because, okay, so describe what you do in a get ready with me video. So I basically show, like, I started in my underwear because, um, you know, we don't want to get banned from the internet and <laughs> keep some things a mystery. Um, and I film myself getting dressed basically from the beginning to the end. And I think, you know, I did this series in the summer and I kind of stopped doing it called um, like late my lazy girl outfit of the day, because I find that like for a lot of people, fashion is very intimidating. And like you see a lot of creators that have like beautiful style 
and accessorize so well and I'm just so envious of that and I'm like oh wow like but I feel like I can never do it I can never like come up with those things so I was like I'm gonna just post like but I do get lots of compliments on my outfit so I was like I'm just gonna post like what like my outfits are not hard 99% of the time it's like a dress because it's like the best thing about dresses is it's one piece it's one piece of clothing that's a whole outfit and then that's like you don't have to think about a shirt bottom combination situation and it's easy right so that's always what usually my wardrobe is in the winter I wear tights and with dresses and skirts so I just wanted to like just show my everyday outfits and what I was wearing and kind of like make fashion more accessible and less scary you know, because I do think that like, and I'm trying a lot to reuse pieces from my closet that I already have in a different way, because I do think that there's this like, oh, we always have to have new stuff. We always have to buy new stuff. And I'm guilty. I want to buy new stuff all the time. But I, A, it's expensive and B, it's bad for the environment. So I just, and I, I want it to be easy for people. I don't, we don't all have a ton of time to like, put together this crazy outfit so like if maybe if I put it out there and it's like looks a little easier that it's like okay really this outfit's just three things you know and then maybe it'll be easier for other people too but I started in like summer being like this is my lazy girl outfit of the day because I was like I'm wearing a dress this is the end like (laughs) I like here I'm wearing these biker shorts that have holes in it like I just feel like that's just more that's what people are really doing in their real it's life very true the biker shirts with holes yeah like I, today at my work from home I'm wearing these like that was my very first one it was like a stained tank top and like a sh- like biker shorts with holes in it that I will not throw away because they're way too comfortable right yep yep and then I started doing like the ones in the summer and I'm like this looks like it's a lot of work but it's really not it's a matching suit from a store well the ones that I'm always amazed. Okay, so I have to ask you about tights. This is where I'm going with the tights thing because... Oh my God, I think it's so good. Like, because a lot of... Like, putting tights on, on in front of a camera, like, that was the other thing. I was like, I think I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I'm just going to be like, this is a real thing. Putting on tights is annoying. It's awkward. And you're like, balancing. <laughs> and you like, pull it up over the... I know. And... <laughs> and you do it. It's You do it so, so well. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it on camera like I don't care full <laughs> awkwardness it's so good like that's what I'm saying that's what I this is what I think I I feel like this really epitomizes what I love about your content Carissa is that it's just like this is how it is this is what it is like to put tights on fat legs and a fat belly and yet you got to pull it up over the belly <laughs> uh, yeah I want my tights to go over like up all the way over my boobs like if I could get like a full outfit tight like I would be into that because I don't like, yeah, I like, I, I know that like a lot of people have an issue, issues with shapewear, but to me, I like it because I like for my body to feel supported. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a bra. I like wearing a bra because I like to feel like I'm lifted and like supported. And, and like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like a bra with underwire, which is fine. I want my bra to feel like armor. Like I want it to feel like I need the underwire. I need it like off of my chest like chest 
especially when you have big boobs and they're just laying on your chest. Like it's sweaty and it's hot and it's uncomfortable. So like I like shapewear because it makes me feel like it's like it doesn't make me look smaller, but like it makes me feel like it's like I'm like a hug. Yes, yes. And that's why I love high rise jeans. Like low rise jeans can suck it. Yeah, yeah. It goes straight to hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Nah, not having that. <laughs> Um, for the get ready with me vids, have you gotten comments? Like what are people, are they, oh, people are like, no one wants to see this. This is disgusting. Um, a lot of people, I, I find I get a lot more positive feedback on those like, Oh, I love your style. Like, um, you know, everyone wants to know where the tights are from. So my tights are from a few different places. Like the main places I get them from are Pennington's. And there's this brand called Pippa Fashion. Um, their tights la- have lasted me. I've only ha- gotten one pair of tights from them, and they've lasted me so long. Um, but I'm going to try out snag tights. Uh, I'm going to like put an order in with them because a lot of people have said, try snag tights. So I want to try them. Um, but yeah, to me, so the thing with the tights is they have to be thick. Like, so the there's like a thing on tights where it's like denier, I think it's called. There's like a number where it'll be like it'll say it's like uh like fifty D or ninety D and like that's the denier, so that's the thickness of the tights. So like when you get tights, you, I like to have ones that are like ninety because they're thicker and so they're warmer, but like they're not so thick, but they don't rip. Yes, yes. Not like pantyhose. No, yeah, like not like thin like pantyhose because those always rip the first time. Like, and it's like I want to have something that I have all the time in my like I've had that pair from Pippa Fashion for years, and like they're starting to get holes in the in the toes, but like the rest of them are is fine, and they're a bit pricier. I think they're like forty dollars a pair, but like if they've lasted for years. So here in Canada, um, we kind of. I mean, to my mind, there's Torrid. There's, well, now I think Pennington's now going by Penn. Um, and I've never been a Pennington's fan, but they're rebranding and I may have to go and check it out. You definitely um, should because I was um, on, like their ads came up on my page and like, obviously like I post about them a lot. Um, and they've got some great stuff for spring. Like they have all these like multicolored suits. I saw it on Meredith Shaw's uh, Instagram. Um, she worked with them recently, and like they're they're like I I love them um, because I've been that was the only place I could shop when I was younger. Like when I first started um, wearing plus size clothes, which that was like a big transition going from straight size to plus size, like having to switch stores. That's uh, so another story, but I just. Like, I actually did a, like, in-store fashion show with my mom because my mom works at the store um, when I was, like, 13 or 14. And now I get to work with them. So it's really, like, a full circle moment. And I was meeting with them and I was like, look, I used to, I did this fashion show and, like, when I was, like, tw- 13 and, like, look, and they're like, oh, my God, you're an original pen gal. And so, like, it was, like, the only place in Canada that you can go shop in person 
for the longest time until Torrid came. Yeah. Well, additional. I was an additional girl. Oh, yeah. But like they're because it's the same. Like they kind of like went into one. I don't together. know. I always found I, I always prefer. I, I don't. Yeah. I always preferred additional over. I found their style to just be a little more youthful back when I was back when they were open. Now they're gone. So maybe. Well, yeah. But um, Pennington's has additional brand. In in it? At their stores, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I should it's like go check it out. It's like a line within their stores. So like they, it's like they were always owned by the same company, I think. So by Reitman's. Um, and they're just like became one, but under the name Pennington's. So they still have all the additional styles. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to have to go check it out for sure. But do you have... You should. Um, yeah. Do you have any other favorite clothing brands for anyone listening? Like any other places you're going to go to? So I, I don't like to say this because I uh, like don't love that they took it out of stores. Um, but I do enjoy Old Navy. I find their clothes for good for staples. Is their plus size still on? Is it still online? Their plus size is only online now, which I do not, do not like. Um, I really like Bloom Chic a lot. Um, they're like, uh, like they're pretty new actually. Um, but they've sent me some of their pieces and they're always really nice and beautiful and comfortable. Um, so I really like their stuff and pink blush. Pink Blush is a brand that I've recently tried in the last few months and they're clothes. And I think they started out as a maternity brand because like, but they're called Pink Blush and all of their clothes are so soft. I love that. Like they're just really soft and comfortable, but beautiful. Um, so they're really great as well. Um, and then, um, like this is for local people, but like consign your curves. Yes, in Guelph has the most special place in my heart in Guelph, and um, and Curvy Thrift Co, which is online um, thrift for curvy people. Which I also love that there's more of that now because you know that's more sustainable and people can buy things at a lower price point. Yeah, and I'm assuming all these places you've named they go past a three X, right? Oh, that's a good question. Because <laughs> that's the hard part. Like, Well, that's the thing is because like I also like H&M for some stuff, but like they only go to a, like rarely a 3X. Like it's not inclusive. So that's the thing. I have a hard time. I find that I get a lot of um, flack for promoting fast fashion, but to me, I get very frustrated because I'm like, plus size people don't have a lot of options. And so if we like have to buy something from something that's considered fast fashion, like, I'm sorry, but I'm with you. Yeah. Or if it's like, like I follow a bunch of beautiful fashion lines that are quite inclusive. They go up to like 7X, but you know, when the cost of a shirt, is 150 bucks. I'm like, that's not, that's not accessible. I just, it's not always feasible for people. I do agree. Like it's not accessible. So like what I try to do on my page is I try to like mix it up and like promote, like obviously I promote brands like, like consignment a lot. Um, brands like Pennington pen and, you know, and some fast fashion mixed in there because it's like, Everybody has a different point of accessibility. And then also like 
um, slower fashion. So there's this brand, um, a Canadian brand called Pure Balance makes the best loungewear. It's so soft. I have a short and t-shirt set from them that I wear constantly. It's so soft. And on their tags, they have little affirmations. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's in like, instead of the size, like the size is there, but like on the other side, it says like an affirmation just to be like, you know, you're more than a size. And I really love their clothes as well. So I feel like I'm probably forgetting so many, like there's so many brands that I love, but those are the ones that kind of like come to mind first. And Penn will always have like, Penn will always just have a special place for me because it was like the, them in addition all together were like the places that you could shop. I remember, oh, if I could just quickly tell you the story when I was going into my first job, um, when I was in university, like in an office and I was going, I had to get office clothes. Like I don't have any like professional clothing. And I went shopping with one of my best friends and I was in tears in the fitting room because I couldn't fit in anything. And I was like about a size 16, 18. And she's like, why don't you just try like a plus size store? And I was like, it just felt to me like it was like, Oh no, I'm not plus size. And then I went there and like stuff bit me and I was like, what? This is so stupid. Like, I just like, it, it's such a difference when something fits you properly and how good it makes you feel. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But it was a big thing. Cause it was like, Oh, like I'm not a regular size person, which I don't like that either. Like regular size, like what's regular. That's Yeah. No, no, that's so true. You reminded me that, um, similar situation I, I was starting I was going for my first like like after my master's job interview and I needed a suit and I think I think my first suit my first professional suit was a Chanel and I still remember it was like black and it had this like little pinstripe and it was such a big deal and I was so grateful to find a place that could fit my and body right on because so many things now are just oh one place I forgot to mention Eloquy. Oh, yes. I love Eloquy. That is like, it's, they have the, the thing about them I like is they have the coolest fashion. They do. I get so overwhelmed by them though. When I go on to look, I'm like, oh, there's so many choices. There's so many choices, but they have a lot of really good sales. I think I need a personal shopper. I think it's, I, I get so overwhelmed now. We need to hook up. We need to like go out. I've had a few friends that are like, I would like you to just dress me. And I'm like, I don't even know how to, I feel like I don't know how to dress myself. It took me a long time to figure out any kind of thing for fashion. Yeah. Well, it's hard too when choices are limited. Like I think I'm maximalist whimsical, but I don't know. I don't actually wear anything that's maximal, maximalist whimsical, but I like it when I see it. Wait, what does that mean though? What is max? Yeah. So maximal fashion or maximalist fashion is like super colorful and like 20 layers. Like this is the part that turns me off. It looks so good together, but to get ready with me is like, and then this layer and then this vest and then this layer. It's so hot. It's so, I'm like, oh my God. But there's like fat people, the hot, I always think about too, but there are a lot of fat people that do it. And I followed them on TikTok and I'm like, oh, I love this look, but 
oh my God, it's so many pieces and it's so, but it looks so good. Like all the different contrasting patterns and colors and the brightness of it, I love, but I need like, I don't know, some kind of pared down version of that. I know. You know what I've seen a lot of, um, and I can send you some pages because I can't think of those top of my head, but it's like a capsule wardrobe. Yes, that would be amazing. I do not have that. They're like, you get these like, maybe 10 pieces, but they're so interchangeable, like that you can have so many different outfits and then that way you're not buying as much clothing and you're wearing it more often. Yeah. One of my dreams is totally to have someone. Well, and I want someone who's, I would love to work with someone who specializes, who is fat themselves, first of all, and who specializes in dressing and creating like capsule wardrobes when i see it come up on my feed next i'll send it to you because i can't remember the creator right now at the top of my head but like i know there's someone who is fat who does like a capsule kind of like wardrobe oh my god i want i want all right this is probably not interesting to anyone other than us in the moment because i <laughs> i love that but i love knowing that there are fat people they're doing that for other fat people same. And like when you said the maximalist whimsical, whimsical, like are those like the, the, the princessy kind of dresses, like selkie and stuff like that? Sometimes, sometimes it's more about like the way or the way I interpret it is it's like, like it might be like tights that have a really bold pattern and then a dress that you wouldn't think the pattern of the dress works with the pattern of the tights, but somehow they tie together. And then there's like, like a, like a vest and then there's like a jacket and then there's like a sweater. <laughs> It really, it's a lot, but it's like the bright, bright, like contrast. And I, what I think I love about it when I'm drawn to it is it's like, here I am in all oh my glory, adore me, you know? And there's just, there's no apology about that style of dressing. Do you follow, uh, G uh, Jamie Jatem? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to write that down. Because I think that you would really love, uh, her fashion. Thank you. I'm going to check that out. Amazing. Um, I feel like she's kind of got that vibe and, um, they recently moved, uh, from, I think like Nevada or something. And they had this like mid-century ranch house that was so cool. But, um, her, and her partner moved to another state, but like, she has a lot of really great fashion that sounds like that. Cool. All right. Thank you. I'm totally going to check that out. But what I like now is that there's so many creators in each different like niche like doing that like you know like the cottage core there's people doing like the cottage core looks or like the princess like dresses like i don't know if you follow like natal d um and she does like all these like gorgeous like a lot of the selkie dresses and like like princess core like beautiful like romance novel kind of outfits and there's just like so many people doing different like looks and i feel like I feel like all, like, that's just out there now. Like, fat people can find their their crowd, like, their style. Like, and you can experiment more. Like, I know that there's less access, but there's more than there used to be. And it's like, we can, like, I'm so glad that this 90s Y2K resurgence has come around and I can finally wear crop tops that I didn't think I could wear when I was young. I'm like, yes, I never wore these when I was young because I thought I was too fat. And guess what? I am going to wear it. That's right. I bring out the crop tops. I love it. And chunky platforms. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Those are back. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
Um, Carissa, thank you. This has been so joyful. I want to close with the last question, which is always, what are a few of the ways that you stay connected to your joy? I feel like we've been talking about that a lot, but some, what are, like, what are a few things that you do? Um, you know, I listen to a lot of music. I love lyrics. I love Taylor Swift. I listen to a lot of music. I watch a lot. I love musical theater. Um, that brings me so much joy, like singing along in the car. Like I love, you know, I love that kind of thing. I love to read. I love stories. Like I just, I, I find reading to be a really big escape for me because it's like, I don't want to, I'm in my own life so much. I want to like see what is another person's life. Um, uh, okay. So right now I'm actually reading Harry Potter um, for the first time. Um, my best friend loves Harry Potter and she, at the beginning, so every year I set a reading goal for myself for the year and I, and she's like, okay, Carissa, I really want you to take a chance and go on this magical journey. And she gave me the first Harry Potter book and she's like, as you, I'll gift them to you. Like, I'll, like, I'll send that. I'm like, so after the first book, I was like, okay, I don't want to give this author any more money because she is problematic. Um, and transphobic um, so I will borrow the books that people already have um, and I will read them but I'm not giving her any more money um, and she agreed so I've been I'm on the third book and I'm actually really enjoying it I thought that like it was gonna be like oh it's a kid's book like I'm not really gonna like it but it's actually good <laughs> yeah and it grows uh, it's like it grows up with the ages That's what she, said. she goes wait till the third book but even the second book i was like i was like oh like this is really interesting so i uh i'm reading harry potter right now and um yeah for the first time i'm new to this whole world i tried to get my nephew to do read it with me and he was like no <laughs> <laughs> and i was like the disrespect <laughs> um, so that's what i'm reading right now i love like a good thriller though i love like a good like one about like you know there's a murder a murder mystery um i just and the biggest thing that brings me joy is just being around the people that i love you know like having just like you know this like the last few weekends and this weekend too i'm having a girls night and it's just like fills your cup up and you just get to like you know gossip and talk about life and have some wine and you know, connect. Like I love connecting with humans. I love talking to people. And that is something that definitely always brings me a lot of joy. So perfect. Oh, it sounds so good. Well, thank you for bringing us joy today, Carissa. This has been so lovely. Thank you so much for having me. Before we go, I'd like to read a poem because poetry can reach our hearts in a different way. Poems can have us feel in a different way. And that's what this podcast is all about. Expanding our hearts, deepening our empathy, and inviting in joy. So each week, you get a new poem. In this episode, Carissa talks a lot about happiness and joy and how she's designed her life to allow for so much of both. So I found this beautiful poem by Naomi Shihab Nye to read to you, and it's called So Much Happiness. 
It is difficult to know what to do with so much happiness. With sadness, there is something to rub against, a wound to tend with lotion and cloth. When the world falls in around you, you have pieces to pick up, something to hold in your hands, like ticket stubs or change. But happiness floats. It doesn't need you to hold it down. It doesn't need anything. Happiness lands on the roof of the next house, singing, and disappears when it wants to. You are happy either way. Even the fact that you once lived in a peaceful treehouse and now live over a quarry of noise and dust cannot make you unhappy. Everything has a life of its own. It too could wake up filled with possibilities of coffee cake and ripe peaches and love even the floor which needs to be swept, the soiled linens and scratched records. Since there is no place large enough to contain so much happiness, you shrug, you raise your hands and it flows out of you into everything you touch. You are not responsible. You take no credit as the night sky takes no credit for the moon, but continues to hold it and share it. And in that way, be known. Thank you for joining me today. My hope is that you're feeling a little less alone and a little more seen. So until the next episode, you can find me on Instagram at fatjoy.life, on YouTube at youtube.com slash at fatjoy, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash fatjoy. Please do check out the show notes for how you can connect with my amazing guest and for the links to the poem. All right, lovely. I am sending you off with my best wishes for an abundantly fat joy day. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye.